What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 159, where we will talk about the Detroit Tigers and how Spencer Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter have both been having an incredible month of August. We'll also talk about the Detroit Lions and their second preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then lastly, we'll talk about Jim Harbaugh finally being suspended this season and college football is finally back this week. So let's start out with the Detroit Tigers, who have recently been playing pretty well, and it has a lot to do with Spencer Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter. Both of them in the month of August, I believe, have both hit nine home runs. Spencer Torkelson's up to 23 home runs on the year. He's getting on base. He's raising that on-base percentage. While in tonight's game that the Tigers did win 8-6 against the Cubs, he didn't get any hit, but he drew two walks. Spencer Torkelson is just hitting the ball extremely hard right now. Like He is seeing the ball at the plate, which is an awesome sign. This last month, he's been great. I think his on-base percentage is, I believe, over 900 for the month. Kerry Carpenter is as well. I believe he's close to 900. Maybe not exactly that on the season. You have Riley Green as well. You have that trio of Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, and Kerry Carpenter, 2-3-4. That's going to be the future of this team. And that's a great sign. These players, all three players, have been starting to grow, starting to see the ball quite a bit better. And if they're the future and they continue to get better hitting-wise, this is going to be a very fun Tigers team to watch here shortly. Again, they're kind of the, what I say, most likely of actual MLB players. I think Javi Baez you have to put in there, uh, like maybe number four. Parker Meadows made his debate last night as well he was very good in his debut he got his first hit last night got his first extra base hit in this game tonight as well great defensive play as well Parker Meadows if he can figure out hitting wise he's going to be maybe a leadoff hitter of the future like Parker Meadows defensively his speed Artier is great. He just needs to bring that bat to the MLB stage. And if he can do that, he's going to be a very fun player as well. And you might have your one through four, honestly, with Parker Meadows. And having him play center, you can move Riley Green more to right field. That could be a very fun outfield, depending on if you bring back Badu or sign someone for left field. That's going to be a young outfield that's going to show potentially. You also have Max Clark, which is years away as well. But if Parker Meadows turns out to be the player that he's at least flashed the last couple of games, last two games for him, he's going to be a player that's going to be around Detroit for a long time. But so far, the Tigers and the Cubs have split the series one-to-one. They play again tomorrow, but I think this is kind of starting to show that maybe the Tigers aren't as bad as people think. I still think they're not great, 
But I think, like I said, I think the Tigers are a year or two away, maybe even next year, where if you make a couple of solid moves, if a couple of players start to continue to grow, continue to get better at hitting and on the defensive end, I think this is a team that could compete for the Central next year. Again, it's because the Central is so bad, but this is a team that's young enough that if you get those players back, if you get a good Mize, maybe Matt Manning improves. I know there's a couple of people that have been extremely difficult on Matt Manning. I think this could be a team that could maybe do something next year, and it has a lot to do with Torque continuing to hit, Parker, Parker Meadows hopefully continuing to get better as well. We're going to see some of these more young guys coming up as well. I'm sure we'll get to see Henry Malloy. Um, we might get to even see Colt Keith before the end of the year as well. The important part of this is these young guys have to hit for the Tigers to be successful. Because right now, there's probably four, maybe four and a half MLB players on this starting nine, you need to find more. And hopefully these young guys will be there, or at least the Tigers address that in the offseason. But overall, really great to see Spencer Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter absolutely ball out in this month. It's been a month, maybe even over then a month at this point. So great to see. Now let's talk about... The Lions week two preseason game against the Jaguars. This was a game where the Lions was pretty much dominated from the get-go. The Lions ended up losing this game 25-7. to Again, a lot of the starters did not play in this game. You did have Jack Campbell um, starting on defense. He played, I believe, three quarters about a lot of the stars that did play, or a lot of the players that are going to contribute long-term were on the defensive end. Brian Branch, again, it has just looked so good in training camp. Like, he is such a good player. I'm so excited that the Lions end up drafting him. But let's talk about some issues that are kind of becoming a little bit apparent. And I think the first major issue is offensive line depth. The Lions' offensive line have really struggled, especially the second unit. Unit The interior offensive linemen I saw ha- had 10 of the 14 pressures in this game were caused by them. That is not acceptable for anyone. The offensive line has to be much better. They haven't been able to protect the quarterback, and there's kind of concern about this offensive line if a player gets hurt. And in the NFL... Linemen get hurt pretty often. The good thing is the offensive line that we do have, they're pretty good at playing multiple positions. So you might be able to, I don't want to say recover, you might be able to not get hurt that bad if one player goes down. But if two, three players go down, there could be some issues with protection and running a ball. And... Under an offense that Ben Johnson is doing, you have to protect the quarterback. Jared Goff, we've seen him under pressure not play as well. So, going to be something to watch out. Um, See what that week three 
preseason game turns out to be because it doesn't seem like these stars are going to be playing again, at least according to kind of Dan Campbell's press conference late, earlier today. It didn't seem like he's going to play a lot of the stars, which is kind of an interesting thing that he's kind of holding off these stars. Um, I don't know why I think about it. I can understand not wanting to have injuries. That makes complete sense to me. But you're going into week one, Thursday night football, against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have been playing Patrick Mahomes. I think they're going to be more ready for game action. And what concerns me is that if you don't play at least some of the starters somewhat in this next game... Will they come out cold? Will they come out slow? Will they struggle for the first quarter or two? If they do, you could be behind 14 to 21 to 28 points. And at that point, guess what? You're not making that comeback. Now, am I saying that's going to happen? No, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not even saying that the Lions are going to win this game. I think a lot of people would be a lot more shocked if the Lions win this game. And I'm not saying it's a must-win game because it's only week one, right? But the difference between a win on Thursday night football against the Chiefs and a loss against the Chiefs would be huge. Now, if the loss is a close loss and the Lions were competitive throughout that, then yeah, I can see some people will be like, okay, these Lions are really good. They're just not up to the Kansas City Chiefs level. With that being said, I do want to see a win. And I I don't love taking the risk of having starters play, but I think you do have to have some starters play to at least have a little bit of game action before the first game. But this is what Dan Campbell wants, and if that's what he wants, if that's what he thinks is best for the team, then that's what they're going to do, and hopefully the just team doesn't start slow in that first game. I do think that Dan Campbell is going to have the team ready. I do think there's going to be some good players that are cut that's going to be made on other rosters. I think Koda, I talked about him week one. I think he has a chance to make that wide receiver roster. I think you also have Drummond, which is the Eastern Michigan wide receiver, has a chance to make the roster as well. And it's and Jamison Williams isn't playing anymore with this preseason. And Amara St. Brown's going to be protected. So going to be interesting to see what happens and week three, as that's going to be the last preseason game that the Lions play this year. But NFL football is arriving really soon for that. Last thing I want to talk about before we get into college football, the games that are happening this weekend. Because guess what? College football is back on Saturday. Before I get into that, Michigan did announce that they will be self-imposing a three-year or three game suspension on Jim Harbaugh. This was announced yesterday. This is an interesting move because I think Jim Harbaugh could take this one in two ways, right? I think Jim Harbaugh could take this and just say, hey, you know what? This is just Michigan kind of pushing back on the NCAA saying, hey, he's just going to do three then it's going to be it. This could also be Jim thinking, we already they already said it wasn't going to get suspended. Like, why do I have to be suspended again? He's going to be with the team throughout the week until the actual game. So he's just not going to be coaching 
the game, so it's not like he's going to be away from the team at all. He's basically going to get a vacation on the weekend. And, again, they're literally playing, I don't want to say absolutely no one because they're playing teams, but they're playing teams that they should win by, like, 50-plus easily, honestly. If anything less, that'd be kind of a disappointment if you're a Michigan fan. But that was announced, and it's going to be interesting to see what the NCAA does about this decision. Is this going to be it? Is the NCAA going to accept that, hey, this is a punishment for Jim Harbaugh and he's not going to be suspended or investigated until, like, ever? Or is there, are they going to say, hey, you know what? They imposed it. We're still going to investigate. There's still a chance that he gets suspended in 2024. And if that happens, again, we have to have this discussion, right? Like, I know people get tired of it, especially... Michigan fans are like, oh, there's no way Jim Harbaugh is leaving. I agree. I don't think there's a very likelihood that Jim Harbaugh leaves. With that being said, though, if Jim Harbaugh gets suspended by Michigan this year and the NCAA is looking into it further and they're like, hey, this isn't up to par what we think it is, we're going to use our own suspension and he gets suspended next year. Will Jim Harbaugh want to come back to Michigan? Again, this is Jim Harbaugh's best team. This is one of his best chances to win a national championship. This team is losing quite a few players after this season. Again, Michigan's going to be very good as long as Jim Harbaugh is the head coach. But it kind of seems like Michigan's going all in on this year. And I think if you ask Michigan fans, they agree. I think they agree that... At least some agree that if they don't make the national championship game, you could consider it a disappointment. Now, I'm not saying they have to win it. I'm not saying they are saying that you have to win it. But if you don't make at least a college football playoff and maybe even make a national championship appearance, then that's a disappointment. Especially for how much talent, how many veteran guys you have are coming back. This is the year. Again, the suspension doesn't really impact this because you play absolutely no one in the first four weeks. But it kind of, if you really think about it, it kind of does make a little bit of sense for a three-game because you're playing the first three games without your coach. Then your fourth game, which is another cupcake, um, to kind of warm up for week five, which is, again, not a great team, but better than the first four weeks. So... Going to have to watch out for that. That's kind of probably going to be a lot of the last conversation about Jim Harbaugh being suspended unless new news comes out regarding that, which I don't expect, at least not as of this season. Last thing I want to talk about, and the most exciting part, is that college football is finally back this weekend. You got six games, at least six no noticeable games. You have seven total, but a lot of people probably won't watch the seventh one. Um, sorry to Marcellus because he's been on my podcast, but he's on that team. We'll talk about that team, but a lot of people aren't going to probably be watching that game. But you have seven games this weekend. Um, one of the games is Ohio at San Diego State at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. This is probably one of the better games of 
week zero, you have Ohio that could be a really fun team in the MAC conference. And you have San Diego State as well. Um, they have a pretty good defense. Should be fun. And, yeah, just any of these games should be fun. The next game is probably the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, Army, Army, no, not Army, Navy versus Notre Dame. I think this is just a fun matchup. You saw the jerseys that was released for this game. Notre Dame's the 13th team in the country. You And it's just cool. Like, they're playing Ireland. Can't really talk very much about that. I think Notre Dame kind of rolls in this game, but these military academies sometimes love to keep these games close, and could Navy pull off an upset? Probably not, but that would be pretty cool if they did. Third game is San Jose State at USC. The only reason why this is going to be really fun is because you have Caleb Williams. Like, Caleb Williams is just going to be really fun to watch. I don't think this game will be relatively close. Only thing is, it's on Pac-12 Network, so not a ton of people will be able to watch it unless you have it yourself. Um, fourth game is Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. The battle of a bad SEC team versus a bad football team in general. Hawaii, Vanderbilt, I think, rolls in this game. Hawaii is just not a good team on SEC Network, but there's kind of some hope that Vanderbilt could maybe get up to six wins. They start their season 1-0, if I have to make a prediction. Fifth game, you have UTEP at Jacksonville State. This is the first game in Conference USA for actually Jacksonville State. Um, they're actually one of, they were one of the best FCS schools um, going to be cool to see that they're going to be in the first game. We've never seen this before. Never seen an FCS coming up to group of five level. So we're going to have to see how they look. Number six, we got FIU at Louisiana Tech. It's just football. Like, at this point, both teams were really bad last year. I don't know. What else you say? Like, these last two games, you look at it, and you're just saying, like, they're four bad football teams. Like, the last one, UMass versus New Mexico State. UMass was one of the worst teams in the country last year. You do get to see Don Brown, though, and his defense is going to be extremely aggressive. So if you like to see an aggressive defense, maybe this is the game you tune in for. It's on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Don't know how this got the ESPN time, but it's probably because it's week zero and a lot of these football games are games that people don't necessarily want to pay attention to or games that people don't typically pay attention to, but they're only paying attention to because it's week zero and this is all we have. But that's okay because that just means college football is finally back. We get to watch college football. That's the biggest thing to me. And... Got a couple of games in there that could be really interesting. Got a couple of games in there that I'll probably be tuning into. That will probably have teams that only win a couple of games. But college football is all that matter. And it's here. 
It's happening on Saturday. You got last preseason game for the Lions as well. And the Tigers are playing better. You get the win tonight as well. So good things happening on that end of things. But yeah, that is really it for episode 159. Got two interviews coming out this week. Got a Michigan State football preview coming out on Thursday. That was a great interview. You'll really want to tune into that. Then we have an interview coming out on Saturday, like typical. And then next week, we're going to do a Michigan preview, probably Monday or Tuesday. And then Wednesday or Thursday, we'll do a preview of Michigan and Michigan State football. And then week one, where Michigan and Michigan State start playing, that's Saturday. So football is finally here. Finally, we'll always have to just talk about the Tigers while they've been playing better. I needed football. So, yeah, that's a wrap to episode number 159. Thank you again for tuning in and tune in to the next episode 160, which will be out later this week.